0: Good morning. We're in the copy in Dibayamim, which we're going to finish now, Metz Shem. Giving the overview of the background of what Chizkiah is up against and going to accomplish. He had been gathering the people from Yehuda and those from Aserah Seshvatim who wanted to come. We're on page 9, diriyam Yamebez, Paraglamid, Lamed, Pasik, chaf Aleph. Last two Pesukim we had. Let's go over Yutes and Chof for a moment. We're going to go back to it after we finish the Psukim, and that is what exactly were the mistakes, which is a very complicated sugya. We're actually not going to get exactly what they were. We're going to go over some of the Sheitas. It has to do with the calendar, Ibra Hashanah. Tuma and Tyra, he tried his best. He asked the Shailas, he got the answers, some of them at the end when they had the review was not agreed upon by many chachamim. Khiskia realized there might have been a technical error, and he Davened that should be anyway, which he was. And that's it says in Yetes, Kalavava Hech and Lidro Shalakim, Shem Alekea Vaisa, Veloka Tires Akadesh, Yishma Shem El Yachiskiyo, Vyirpa Esaam, Yirpa means he gave them, Shem gave them his Kapara. Vyasu, Paschaval, Vyasu ben Israel, Hanimsim, Yushalayim, Eschak Hamatz, Shivas Yamim, Besimcha Gedela. Keep in mind, this is the first Pesach in many years that they had such an attendance, and unfortunately, it was the first Pesach in many years period, Ahaz Peskio's father, had closed down the Beis HaMittish, asserted the real Kayanim and Levine from coming, had all sorts of Avodah going on. Even before that, they had not gained the participation of the Aser HaShvatim, again, small numbers, but no open invitations and no larger and now, although it clearly wasn't the majority, it was more than they ever had. And there was a tremendous simcha in the Achtus and the fact that there was a revival and there seemed to be some hope. Again, the backdrop of most of the SS Shalem going to the already and the pending threat of Sancheir to destroy the rest of Eretz Yisrael and the rest of Klai in terms of sending them to the and trying to assimilate them. So that's the backdrop of why there was more hope now and the tremendous simcha that went along with it. V'yasar b'nei'son, n'mt'sam b'yishalayim, eschag amatsa shivaz yamim b'simcha g'day lo mahalun la'shem, yein b'yem, levim hakeinim b'chley o'ez la'shem, with musical accompaniment. We're on page 10. Basak ha'vbeiz. V'ida b'yachizkiyo alev kal aviyam, m'skilin se'chatev la'shem b'yachla samayit shivaz yamim, Many karbonis. And again, the Kainim were on duty to as I mentioned last week, were doing the Shkita and very involved because didn't have that many staff members, so to speak, and everybody had to uh, pitch in. Very unusual. As a matter of fact, the last time this happened was by Chanukah Sabayez under Shlomma Melech. They were so excited, so happy, so involved, so energized, uh, so much cheshek, that they didn't want to stop. Which is normally when a yant defends, we've had nilas al we've had uh, dancing, we don't normally, we can't normally say, oh, this is gewaldic, simchas teir, like we never had, why don't we extend it another seven days? But here... They're going to do it, not that they're extending the Yantiv, per se, but they're extending the the gathering and the Simcha. So it's a hara Yes? What was it wasn't a different by, by Shlomo. It was the original celebration was going into Sukkot, and then surface, Yes. they weren't going to reach it They actually surface. didn't fast on Yom Kippur that year, if you remember. And then they... Uh, that's quite a hara Yeah, This is not nearly the same extent, but still... To declare another seven days of simcha would normally be a shaila. It should be a simcha all year It should be a shaila b'al taisif. But they didn't stop, stay, and, and get together and have chaburos and be happy. They declared it as days of simcha. That's why it's a bit of a chiddush. Lossos. Lossos. They were making an official another seven days keep in mind, Hiskeel started his kingdom very poor. His himself, as I'll say, being of his kingdom, ate peppers and to equivalent today, they it not have the potatoes. Salad. For a king's table, that's pretty bad. Is that a poverty or a poverty? poverty. Poverty and, well, I'm sure he could swing a stake, so to speak. He could put it together. He wanted to be with the people in terms of understanding their plight. It, it, they were very poor. This is at a point where most of the country, most of the people were gone, and they, in Yehuda, were being attacked and had lost significant uh, territory. They were in a bad way financially. The economy was in shambles. So not only is he pulling people together in the Ruchniyas and in the general spirit, in the Simchas HaChayim, and they're involved in getting them in the Abu he wants to show, my, my guess here, a lot of parm. This is uh, expensive. He wants to show that this is going to uh, continue and he had already in the Gashmias ticket front, there was no Gashmias for Chizkiyo, but in terms of his status as commander-in-chief, he was... Fighting battles against the locals, the police, and winning. And this increased when you fought wars and you won, and increased uh, boosted the economy and increased the cash flow. So this is a, a simon of it. Again, Pasakhdalkia Malchuda Haram Lakal Ella Paramish Param Sain, Asar Salaf the Sarim also donated thousands and thousands of cattle. They kind of and they continued the simcha and the Kabbalists, and a But they uh, brought the Kabbalists with the continuing simcha. So again, this uh, makes note of the fact that they had many more participants from the Asarot Shvatim. And even the people in Yehudah bin Yamin, mean, it was not a foregone conclusion that people were coming to this. And Baruch Hashem, they came. But the He Simcha Gedele B'Shalim Kimi Me Shlamme Ben David Melchisor, Loik Hazais Now there we have it All important is the Beferish. V'Akumu Chavzaim, V'Akumu HaKayanim Eleviim. 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 V'Akum HaKayim Eleviim. V'Akum HaKayim Eleviim. V'Akum HaKayim Eleviim only was the simcha, simcha is only valuable if it leads to increased ruch niyah sanavetis Hashem and the tila and heightened awareness of their dependence on the and Hashem's bracha. And that's why the Pasik here ends this uh, parak. They realize that uh, this is the purpose of a based tilo, not uh, necessarily a hala amim. We're going to get to later on. Amaisa Chizkio, way later how he's going to uh, get a visit from many notables, especially from Bavel, and how it's going to be handled. Pasuk Aleph. Now they went invigorated to finish off the job to get rid of the Avodah and the Matzevis, the Yeshabru ha-Matzavis, the Yagadu ha-Sherim. Sherim are these trees, totem poles, but they were attached to the ground. And they cut them down. Again, these bombas always are thrown in everybody's side. Here, not only did they take care of this in Yehuda ben Yamin, they went into Ephraim Menashe. In earlier days, this would have triggered a civil war. They just uh, quote-unquote invaded foreign territory. Baruch Hashem, now, it wasn't foreign territory. First of all, it wasn't very inhabited because many of them had gone into Galus already. No one was exactly defending the borders. And Chizkeo did this in a very politically correct way. He reached out to the Melech and to the people, clearly invited them. He invited them for religious, this time the correct religion, religious services. And uh, they were all on the same page. And those that weren't, probably weren't here anymore and certainly weren't going to object. We're going to find this later on as well. We saw the Gemara Megillah that the Yosheh Melach when he cleans up, later on. He also goes into the Esser Shabbat, and he starts tearing things down and uh, burning bones left over, as the nevuah had said many hundreds of years earlier. So, he got away with this, Baruch Hashem. The people did. Yes? Yeah, they're not going to yet. They're going to be think about thorns and sides, they're going to be our enemies for many, many, many uh, centuries when they find out they're not accepted, even though they made overtures to become Jewish. The reason they weren't accepted is because there's a big question mark whether they were Jewish and what their intentions were, and if they were keeping mitzvahs, and even the ones that were, later on they found the Vodazar and Hagrizim, and they got rid of them. And we were correct in doing that, but they didn't take it too kindly. Right now, they're still getting used to it, and the Galach that came to teach them, the Jewish Galach, sort of told them about Yiddishkeit and about and also didn't tell them to, clearly they have to get rid of their own, but they're not going to fight this. Yeah, they're coming in and they're uh, destroying the old Mizbeach and the old uh, Asherah. At this point, they're not going to get in the way. And it says, Ad Likalei, means they really did a thorough job. Yeshuvu, Kobanei Yisrael Yishla, Larem, and then everybody went back home. Now the sour footnote here which I'm just warning you about, so you don't complain that I didn't tell you in a few uh, weeks from now, is that uh, you would think it's probably a few months from now. Uh, next week is the shaven, By the way, So anybody who wants to continue to uh, maintain their uh, uh, shalom and maintain their uh, operations or raise the bar are invited. Which is everybody, and uh, we will have that next week. We'll continue in the safe we were using last week, in my last year, running. Uh, here, the uh, sour footnote is the fact that you would think after they eradicate every Mizbech, every Bama, every Asherah, and is nothing, Adli Kaleh, Adli Kaleh means everything is gone. So you would think, okay, Baruch Hashem, we're not going to be able to bounce back in a negative direction anytime soon. Well, anytime soon is going to be sooner than you think because. Although, in this year, it's going to take us quite a few months to cover Chiskiyah Amelach. Menashe is coming. You've heard of him. Uh, just You would think that the, how do you turn the clock back like that? Everything is gone. The answer is everything is gone in a physical sense, but uh, the mindset of the people these are, these are good, good Jews, and there's a pintaliid, and you see the Pintaliyid, they all come with the Slavas to do the Aveda, but it's still going to be a precarious situation even after Sancheirv gets wiped out. The question is, why didn't Menashe see the nace, remember the nace, and understand what's going on? It wasn't that old in terms of when he grew up. He, uh, it was not old news. So we'll get to discuss that uh, down the line. But he's going to far too quickly in our eyes, reawaken the passion and the Yetzirah of Ravadah and these places will be rebuilt. So, the uh, first piece of realization that we have to always keep in mind is you can't rest in your laurels, and it's not Chisiel's fault. He tried, he, sent, he will send Menasheh to the best of Hadarim and can't say it's a total brachlaba, tell him, and Asher will try to do chuva and fix it up himself later on, but it's not going to be till Yeshio that he's going to have to clean it up again. So you could smash stones and rip down uh, wood structures, but if you don't eradicate it in the hearts of the people, it's not always going to stay that way. Such is life, and it's true within our individual lives. You have to constantly work on keeping it up. And... In a national existence, uh, the bottom line good news is there will always be enough Yechidim to carry out the uh, The bad news is there will always enough people who were not working on the Zahar enough and they can come back to haunt you. So this pasuk sounds like ad lechalei that is never going to come back, and that's not really true. Pasuk base al He's now going to set in order again the Mishmaris. Lavim had set groups at times, Kainam had the same. And he sets everything in order, and the Baruch Hashem, the Avedah is now going to continue, at least till we get to Menashim. That is the background we need right now in Divray Yamim. There's a lot more, but I would like to go to the next Mar We have a few minutes. And begin the Mishnah in Sochen, which tells us about the six decisions of Chizkiyahu Hamelech. And uh, do you have that there? Must have been uh, one of the Ogdehav uh, from the You don't have it? Is it there? Okay, that's Cheshav over here. I'll have to look it up. I don't recall. But um, sort of I had, I had of the, of the of master. What? what? The like also as a the hedge against the, not the hedge but if, if he gets rid of everything, Yeah. and then they but it's not necessarily coming out of their heart. It, he, as a, Physically, the he did everything sure he could. Right, but as a, has make sure that everybody has what to do. So he makes sure that they go to the best measures in order to that side, that, that Correct, we're not even um, quarter of the way through the mice over here, because don't forget, this, is, this background was, I'll call it either the prelude or during the siege, we'll see exactly the timing, of St. Kheriv, and we're going to have a situation over here where, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Shakeh is one of the renegade uh, Yidin who switched to the other side and doing all the talking for Sanchev. When he sees what's going on with the carbon Pesach, or he smells the roasting coming over the walls, he's going to, as bad as he was, as far gone as he was, he's going to tell Sanchev to run for the hills. And there were many hills to run to in Yehuda. Because he realizes they pulled this off to, to do this Pesach and to uh, have the people do Tshuva, and you could be here with 185,000 troops, not going to work, Baruch Hashem. So that's the, when you read Deva Yamim, sort of like they're just focusing on the Avod and how they got everybody here. We're going to go back to the Pesukah Mitzvah Hashem later and see how there's a lot more going on on the outside while this is happening. So let's go first to the he did many more than six. Uh, the six we're going to focus on are all uh, what we call in English uh, landmark chidushim. And as I mentioned last week, I am sure he asked the shayla, And the people he asked said that cutting edge, well, we need it, you got to do it, and this has to get done. And some of them, when the dust settled and they spoke about it afterwards, some of them felt that the Kiddush was too great, and perhaps it should have been done slightly differently, which the Pasuket of refers to as Chizkiyot realizing it wasn't all tired of and we have to make amends and daven and ask Hashem from the khila, which they got, and Hashem accepted the Avod anyway. So this is not written down here as a Tainer necessarily. It's hard to call it an Aveira of Chizkiyot. There are mistakes. There isn't a mistake in an Avera. A mistake is also an Avera if you did something wrong halakhically. But here, uh, Chizkiyo is and goes down in history. as a sadi And he was trying his best under very, very trying, pressured circumstances and pressure to here. As I mentioned, during the situation, it was a time pressure. Besides the pressure politically and uh, financially and the war going on, the attack and the assimilation, the gullas, there was a time factor. He wanted to get this Pesach done. And he wanted it this year, not next year. We would have had committees, and committees and committees, you know, the old bad uh, Jewish uh, joke about uh, it's a good thing they didn't have any committees for this time because they wouldn't have gone out. So committees are important in some context, but often, as we know, to get something done, you got to talk less and just get it done. So it has to be discussed in as small a smaller group as possible, only because... You want it to be his opinion, but if you stay around and keep getting opinions, you're never going to make a decision. So, I, That backdrop. Chizkiyahu did what he did with very, very little time. and That's why the mission is treating us it. not just for the Allah end of it. What went right and what had to be corrected afterward. Each one is a Kiddush. Some of them are personal, but he did it personal, happened uh, to be the first one about his father, but it was to show Klai Yisrael what he thought of Rishayim and how Rishis won't be uh, handled anymore in the way it was handled in the past, like do whatever you want, uh, everybody's depressed anyway, why not? And Even if he's, my father, Chizkiah, was announcing it, even if he's a former king, both of which are Chidushim keep in of aim where in the Sugiyah night, Kibber Aim is Mechab DeMechayim, Mechab DeLach and he's going to go out his way to Vaza, his father, because he was a Russian. He wanted to show Klai Yisrael. We're not going to put up with this anymore. And he made a public display of it, even though he was the father, and even though he was the king, the former king. We have many, many grand ceremonies for kings. If you remember from our Chut Yoseim, Shir, Yomar talks about what they used to do for kings. Serve and al They used to have levias that they used to make huge bonfires and burn things for his covenant. He used to retire his uh, lahavdul, like retiring a number. He used to burn his clothing and his personal effects in order to show that no one can go near him in terms of his chashivas so and we got to burn everything because the next king can't step into his shoes, so to speak. That was done. Because the like Gema'i discussed it, That's not who the, same, the do it. The says, yeah, the Ga'im do it for the same reason we do it. It's a sign of covenant. We didn't copy the Ga'im. It just makes sense. That's how you retire the, uh, the uh, mantle, so to speak. And you uh, get rid of the shirt, you get rid of the royal garbs, and that was a sign of COVID. So normally, they went to the extreme in the other direction to show COVID. Here, first one, ger atzmasavim, second line, ger atzmasavim, amita sholchavalom, he took the body and uh, he schlepped it along on a bed of rope which means uh, the cheapest thing you can find. And the Chachamim of the time agreed with him, even though it was a Kiddush in Hochaz, Kveit Malachem, and it of aim. He was trying to make a point that this is a new regime and we're going to do things right. Ki nechash ha Also, uh, he made many enemies through these decisions for Russia. yesterday, where the leadership over here is not a popularity contest. He wasn't winning points, and if uh, Gallup was making polls, they'd give him a uh, 17% rating because he was touching a lot of raw nerves. He was going into everybody's back deck and destroying their barbecues. And this is like before Sunday night. And what are you doing? Is there, uh, many people are using it for carbonos that are illegal. And even if the guy would say, I'm not, they say, sorry, it's a low plug. Too many people are. So uh, that was not popular, and Rav Shockey, who we just mentioned, will use that against him in trying to gain popular support against Cheskio. There's a renegade Jew standing outside the walls trying to ask them to surrender. Just Picture the scenes. Besides all the fear he's trying to inflict that the uh, Sanchev is coming, you're all going to lose, and there's no way you can win, which on paper they couldn't. And he's going to be nice to you. He's going to bring you to a foreign land, and you're going to have trees and vineyards, and it's going to be all the... And we're going to see he has many long drushes, which in Tanakh, they almost never print drushes from Mershah because Mapikorism, renegades. It's one of the few times they give him full, uh, full press. And we'll have to explain why. just to show us the backdrop of how bad things were and how great Chizkiah was. And part of his strategy is to use the politics against Chizkiah and tell the people, give up, is not on your side. He destroyed Yemezbeach and he destroyed this and he destroyed that. So this Mishnah gives you uh, the beginning of an inkling into what he was up against. He took the Nechash Anachish, as I mentioned. Nechash was this copper snake. one of a few things left, handiwork of Meshav Benu himself. We brought this up a few weeks ago. If uh, we picture somebody raffling off uh, or bidding this Nechash HaNachishis in Sotheby's, bidding would start at $7 trillion, and I don't think they could put a price tag on it. But whoever can afford it. I mean, this is a national treasure. Imagine. Cool. What would you pay to go to a museum and look at something that Moshe Rabbeinu made? And they had it, Moshe wasn't ancient history. Problem is, is that over time, uh, the imagined miraculous properties in the Chash and the had miraculous properties. In the Midbar, when you looked up and in dove into Hashem, and Hashem uh, told Moshe Rabbeinu as a Rasha to make this thing and look up it'll heal them. It worked then, yeah, okay. And afterwards, they kept it to show the Nisim and the Midbar, but then it degenerated into a varazar And Chizkiah put his foot down. And he said, Atkan, this is causing trouble. And he ground it down to powder. So I could just imagine, like in Lahavdil El Favdolas, what did they have a few months ago in the south of this country? Uh, where they took down uh, certain statues. Where was that? What was that? What was that uh, yeah, some civil war... Uh, what were, they, what, were they, what were they taking Charles down? Yaakov? What? It was a civil war yeah. So the people in the South wanted it. They didn't want it. Uh, the, the, the president of the... Uh, who was the president of the Confederacy? What? what? Uh, president of the Confederacy wasn't Obama. He wasn't that bad. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so uh, Jefferson Davis, who was not uh, They had, you know, they had some... Yeah. So... Uh, that was a little bizarre, that whole debate, but okay. <laughs> I don't live in Mississippi, so um, uh, part of my family was south of the Mason-Dixon line, so I had something to say on it, but hello, uh, Who here, and they're, they're taking it down, they people rallying, you can't do that. So lahav del picture, here's the icon of uh, of our attachment to Moshe Rabbe's, the only thing we have left, which is not true. His point was, we have a lot left, called Taira Tehra Shabalpeh, Tehra shabik that was the uh, the real thing we should be hanging on to, not the nechash and that's, that's a point that will be made much more clear in the time of Yoshiyahu when he's he's a complete Balchuva tshuva and they find a safe terror from Eshar Benu. But they didn't get that, so he had to take it and grind it down. I could picture the scene. He had his soldiers, the Muni is all standing around. There were probably people trying to push the line and stop them, and his soldiers did their job. I could I could picture the scene. This was, or he did it in the middle of the night, and they woke up in the morning and. They went into the museum, and it was gone. Either way, he did it, which shows tremendous gavuras and Next one, this one, Al-Kulam. You know, at the end of the day, okay, is the former king. Nobody had any great love for Achaz. They thought it was a little interesting. It was his father, but okay. And then, Nachash uh, and Nachashis, everybody went to the museum every day and saw it. The Sefer of fool is something that Leoleinu, everybody needed a certain time. I can imagine every morning how many lines they had to just take a peek. When anybody had any chayli, Leoleinu, they would line up, and there was, I guess, a fellow in charge, and they had an index. He'd look it up. Okay, I have this, this monkey, look it up. Page 256. And he said, yeah, just uh, take this, and take two of these, and call me in the morning. And it always worked, which is Gavaldic. Now this, talk about priceless. If this were for sale, this were for auction, this um, I don't know how I don't know what they'd do with it. They probably wouldn't auction it off. They'd have to give it to some uh, central uh, uh, government that was very capable, like the UN. I say that facetiously, and uh, keep it under lock and key, and have them give it to all the countries except for Israel or something like that. You know, and um, share it with humanity. So he had the book. And the book was used for a while, I guess. Uh, people understood. The first they do tshuva, they ask the what's wrong, and then they go to say for afuus to get the technical end of how to get a foolish lama. And then it degenerated into, what does Hashem have to do with this? And just uh, turn to the page and let me know what to do. And there was no chuva, and there was no introspection, and that's not why a person got sick. And he got rid of it. So you can imagine, one morning, at 7 in the morning, they had their usual lineup of 5,000 people, and the guy came into the office and it was gone. Now, it doesn't say, interestingly enough, just the DIG over here, it says, Kites He ground it up. So don't bother looking for it. You want to see it? a powder form. Here it says, Gonna say for a He didn't I figured he'd burn it. If you were is it, somebody can find it or go looking for it, or hold demonstrations to demand that the king release it. I don't know. Maybe it was too important a book. He didn't want to burn it. They didn't have microfilm and they couldn't put it online and some secret locked up site. So you run the risk over here if you're is that somebody might demand that you produce it or come up with it or somebody might go look for it without your wishes. But apparently nobody did that or they tried it. It didn't work and it remains hidden wherever it is. Yeah. Interesting. They kept the pieces because the Luchas had Kedusha. This Nechash and had historical value. It didn't have... It was nostalgic. It didn't have any Kedusha. It didn't have any Kedusha. If he would make a necklace for the uh, Rebetzin, it wouldn't have any Kedusha. Even if Hashem told him to. Okay, make a necklace is not a chayv. I mean, it is for Shalom for, uh, Bayez and for Haftem uh, but it, it had a temporary... Purpose and that was it. Yes. So yes. Is it also of that? Yeah. The eagle has gone up because I'm momma for Zara. I was created for Avodah her. Zara here. It degenerated Avodah Yes, the same thing. to. It was a merkshol at best. The chilik. Now there was created Avodah her Zara over here. If it was owned, shaylos, who owned it? If it was owned by, we spoke about this. I think if it was owned by the family. Then ena dabeisa d'vashen shaloi somebody else wants to bow down to it, can't offer it on the grandchildren of Moshe I mean. The Ego was created as a public of zara, and that, that had to be burned. But it was definitely a mirchol, and if he bought the rights off the family, he did so and then ground it. Sefer Rafuas he was is again, probably because he was hoping for a better time where people would use the Sefer Rafuas as intended. Do chuva, davin Hashem, and then you want to look up how to do it, then do it, so maybe he was hoping for a better time they didn't want to burn it. That's my, that's my guess. So far, so good. So he got uh, three things that were very unpopular done anyway, and the Chachamim were Maida, and no doubt, very impressed. The next three, he did also Lashem Shemayim, tremendous bravery, and they were not Maida, but Mitzvah Shem will save that for not next week, because we have the Shavim, but in a few weeks from now, so remind me, we're well, up to there, we'll go to the Peliyets. In the meantime, as a matter of fact, if somebody put it down over here, there's some Peliyets in the back. We're on page Ayan Bays at the bottom, under Basura <clears throat> Discussing the tremendous chesed of bringing good news to people, and looking for good news, and cheering them up, even if they're don't need cheering up, but everybody can use a good positive shot in the arm. And it's a chesed that costs no money. It just takes consideration and the willpower to always try to be Mahana people. It's a uh, mahalach in life. You're looking to make people happy. Gemara talks about people B'nei who went out of their way to Mishamach people uh, whether at chasnas and other places, and everybody can use more simcha. The flip side, and it's not just about bringing people tzar, inherently there's something very big chazal talk about, not being metzi di b'roh, not to be the tighter of bad news, if you can avoid it. It's not always avoidable, and even when it's not avoidable, the less you say, the more you can say b'rem is, the better it is. And that's what he spells out now based on the Gemara M'sochim. Bottom paragraph. Al As we mentioned in the introduction over Shabbos two weeks ago, the interest in the Yitzhah Sahara in stop schmoozing about news all the time, which is at best a waste of time, at worst, a bit of terror if you would have been learning, which you should have been, and it causes a lot of Lashon and Machlechus, and the like. And that's before you get to the bad news, most of which news is. On top of the Bithil and possible Ashan Har, and the like, and just I'm becoming a uh, a very uh, downcast, uh, pessimistic person, which will happen if you read enough news. I'm not saying you should put your head in the sand and not know what's going on in the world, but you could accomplish that uh, very quickly without getting into all the details all the time. Besides all that, there's a separate, quote-unquote, Isser, it's not in the minion, I love him, but... Hazal certainly warn against it, and that is being the person who's going to be talking about bad news and giving over bad news and letting people know about bad news. And more than half the news is bad, and people often say it over. And if you say it over, it's bad if you forward the email or the text. It's not great either. It doesn't have to be you who's passing it along. They're going to get it from a hundred other people, unfortunately. Interesting lashon. Passing a mishle doesn't say it's aser. It says if you do it, you're a fool, which means it's not good and it's not smart. Even if the person asks you for information, which ostensibly he needs, and it's timeless. So we're not talking about lashon har over here. Well, Lashonah is not with the it's, He's asking for a reason. And he sends the message. He wants to know what's going on. If it's bad news, either don't ask the question, assuming he'll get it in a few minutes. It doesn't have to be you. you will say, well, some other yid's going to have to tell him. Okay, so what? If you know the din, you know the Gemara, you know the Pusik, it doesn't have to be you. It's not Lifnever that somebody else is going to tell him. Unfortunately, he's probably going to hear it six times. That's a you Imagine that application. Trying to figure out and what's going on in Perm or why is Klai's all in trouble and their coded messages going from Mordechai to Esther and Esther to Mordechai. And Asach is Daniel, according to one doesn't want to say it over exactly because it's bad news. It's very important news to know, because you got to do something about it. But he didn't want to say it over in Beferish. If you need, for the hour, to, uh, it's pressing news, you need to say it over, say it over, let him figure it out. Let him deduce it, or send somebody else. The Akum is not bound by Huxil. it might not be smart of him, but it's a possibility, of Mishle and we have to take care of ourselves. If you don't like things being done to you, you shouldn't do it to somebody else. And if you are avoiding it because of Matzidib or then you shouldn't be doing it to somebody else. So have somebody else do it. Send one of the colleagues in the office. Uh, ask somebody else to call him as an Akam. Why do you have to be uh, quote-unquote marshal another year? Yes? Is there, is there a difference? If, if one says indirectly, Says, oh, gonna be a As to saying so so was Nifter. So that's that's the only absolutely. You say it, well, it's not so much parameters, it's kind of obvious, but it's still better than saying somebody was NIFTER. And the Levi information is only if we do send out emails, Elena, know when it's necessary. It's only if you think there's a decent chance he might go. If you're pretty convinced he's not going anyway, and he's going to get all the five emails about the Shiv information, then there's no reason to say it. That's exactly, that's exactly the point. So it has to be a direct to Ellis, Levi's in an hour. If you don't say it now, he might hear in 45 minutes and not be able to get there. Okay. That's okay. But well, then. Know, uh, let's see, like, let's see, you get, you get an email on your phone to show it Yeah, it's, it's better to send, it. send the email in that case than to say it to Farish. Medzi di Barat, Medzi from his mouth. If you don't have to do either, don't do either, but it's still better. It, Im Leisha writes, uh, one of the exceptions, besides the one we just mentioned, a practical thing, he, you know the person would want to be menachemov and the person is expecting him, so you tell him. Again, I would suspect in the matter communications, you probably don't have to say anything he's going to find out many times over. But if for some reason you think he's not going to find out from the shul email, this email, that email, then send him the email yourself. And if he never looks at email... Uh, then tell him if you think he's expected or he wants to go to Levi or to the uh, base Beis writes Another reason that he mentions, another possibility, if he finds out from the wrong person and the person who would, might tell him it says it over the wrong way or says it over too suddenly, the person won't be able to handle it and you know the Matzav and you are the best person to say it over, then you should take the job because then there's a, again a direct to Ellis. Um, and we all know stories, like Elena, where uh, news is is here and the family's contemplating whether to tell it over to a very old family member, or family member that's not uh, well. Pe- people know the story from the context, oh, we have a heta not to tell them, because if they might never find out, they might not handle the news, you don't tell them. That's all true. But they're forgetting this, that even if maybe they could handle it, if they won't find out, there's no khiv. Avelus Leilenu when there's Yiddi, when a person hears about it. There's no Chiv to say it over at all, unless the person's going to be so upset that they missed it, but if they might not find out at all. And there's no Chiv to say it over at a specific time. The case in point in Hilchis Avelus at a chasna, if a person, if you know news about somebody dancing at a chasna, the first dance he's in the middle, there's no Chiv, and counterproductive often, to go in, stop the dance, and pull them out. You can wait 20 minutes. Even if he has to know and he has to know tonight, you can wait 20 minutes. And he's not doing this or by dancing. it's not living either by not telling him. There's no chiyuv to do anything until this idiot. And that's why there's a heter slash uh, suggested if it's uh, an elderly person or infirm or something like that where they're not going to do well with the news and they might never find out and there's not going to be serious repercussions if they find out later and they find out that you didn't tell them, then you certainly are not in a rush to say anything and often there's no need to say anything, period. That's where this comes from. Besides the practical health issue, there's the Mezi diba, diba, Ra, is that you have to know halakhly when you're to say something or not. And if you're not Mechuyev, then it goes back to the Pasik huksil. So uh, we should be the titles of good news, and not bad news. And Hashem will uh, next week. So, my 942. Yeah.